Welcome to Hope Through Hard Stuff, a podcast from Winning at Home. Please welcome your host, speaker, and award-winning author, Steve Norman. Welcome back to Hope Through Hard Stuff. I'm so excited to have as our guest today, Dr. Kurt Stevens. If you've been listening to the show, Kurt did an episode not too long ago about grief that was super meaningful to me as I continue to process the loss of my father, even though it's been a couple of years. And we had a staff devotional this last week, and Kurt just did an amazing job about lessons he wished he'd learned yeah. from a parent. Kurt, talk a little bit about that devotional and the journey that led up to it. Like you, my dad passed just a few years ago. Coming up on his birthday, I've had an on-again-off-again relationship with my dad, probably is the best way I could describe it through the years. And there are times where I think because my son is reaching a point in his life where I sense that there are some open windows that if I can just drop in an encouraging word or a little bit of wisdom to help him set the course for maybe this next phase of, of his life. And, and it just got me thinking, man, you know, there are things that I wish my dad would have told me yeah. along the way. Some when I was younger, and, and frankly, some like when I became a dad and when I was trying to figure out career stuff and everything. Like, I really wish he would have shared a few things with me that just really were never there. And so I don't know when it was. I just spent some time just really thinking it through. And I probably had seven or eight things just, yeah, this is stuff I wish my dad would have told me. And I think I shared maybe four little bits of wisdom in the devotional on Monday. Well, I hope you save the rest of that list for a, a future date. I've got it on hold. Perfect. Yep. yep. Sounds like a plan. Well, whether you are a parent or just a person, I think that you are going to be blessed, enriched, and encouraged by Kurt's words the very same way that I was. So without further ado, uh, here's Kurt's devotional. I've been thinking about my, my dad a little bit lately. His birthday is coming up. He passed away unexpectedly about three years ago. So as I was pondering what to share today, I just had some quiet time and found myself just asking, God, where do I go this week? Where do I go? Well, God started just encouraged me, you know, go to the old, go back into like some of what you kind of sometimes don't like to dig into, but sometimes you need to. I just want to share with you today a few things. I just called it stuff I wish my dad had told me. But here's my 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 prayer for all of us as, as this was taking shape and and I was praying through it. My prayer is that all of us can receive. Some of this maybe for ourselves, um, some of this maybe for our kids. If we've got kids, you know, where we're at the spot where passing on words of wisdom, maybe their windows are open to some of this stuff, and maybe we can just step right into it and give some words of encouragement or perspective to our kids. For those of us who deal with people, which is most of us kind of all day, every day, this stuff probably will come into play, uh, well, over and over again, right? And so the first thing really I wish my dad had told me is you can do it regardless of what it is. You know, Paul tells us famous verse in Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And, and really, when I look back, I accomplished a lot of things in my life. I was voted best actor and friendliest in my high school class. <laughs> Let's start there, right? Okay. <laughs> Maybe that's why I was voted friendliest is because I was also the best actor. I don't know. I was the first in my immediate family. 
to graduate from college. Um, was ordained as a minister in the Wesleyan Church and, and still am very proud of that. It's a beautiful thing that the Lord has blessed me with. Earned a master's and a PhD, but here's the deeper issue. I never really believed I would succeed. I kind of fought myself through almost all of the accomplishments of my life, right? Uh, the famous self-sabotaging uh, situation was very, very common for me. Maybe more to the point, I'd never really felt like I deserved to succeed. And I wish my dad had looked me in the eye from time to time along the way and told me that he believed I could do it. My mom told me that. My older brother, Jeff, who's only a year and a half older than me, but in many, many ways has played the father figure in my life. He told me, I believe you can do it. In fact, we, as I was finishing my PhD, we used to, I think he was still joking. I don't know, but he, um, I think I might be one of the few people who ever earned a PhD out of sheer fear <laughs> for what he might do to me if I quit. <laughs> um, but I wish my dad would have told me that I have what it took, that I still have what it takes, right? How many people in our lives need that message too? Just for us to look them in the eye and say, you do have what it takes. I believe you do, but more importantly, God believes you do. God believes you have what it takes. Not to hit a home run every time, I'll get to that later. But that's what God is for as he comes alongside us, right? I wish my dad would have told me that. Speaking of my older brother, here's something else I really, really wish my dad would have told me. I'm glad you're not your brother. Nothing against your brother, but I'm glad you're not your brother. From the message, Psalm 139, verses 13 and 14 say, You shaped me first inside, then out. You formed me in my mother's womb. I thank you, high God, your breathtaking body and soul. I'm marvelous. <laughs> and I wish I would have known. I'm glad you're not your brother. I was often compared to him. Again, year and a half apart, one year behind him in, in high school. Um, he was a guy who played varsity football from his sophomore year in, in high school, was all conference several times. Um, uh, I played football and was okay. <laughs> but uh, my, my true love that I found in, in high school really was writing and journalism and, uh, and, and theater. Um, it was a real joy for me. And, and while my dad eventually came to appreciate our different talents and interests, I always kind of assumed that Jeff was dad's favorite. Even though Jeff's told me many, many times that he never really wanted to be dad's favorite. And ironically enough, he wasn't so sure that he was. Okay. But I felt it. Right. I felt it. My son feels the same way. If you, have, if you have multiple children, most likely you've got them comparing themselves with each other, regardless of how many times you tell them 
You are you. I love how God put you together. But you know what? That Just because they struggle with receiving it doesn't mean we need to stop saying it, right? Because we all need to know, man, I'm glad you're you. I'm glad you're you. Such an important piece for us. And along that line, here's one that I wish my dad would have told me that I think would have helped me a ton. You'll have enough people who don't like you. Don't be one of them. Don't be one of them. Ephesians 2.10 tells us we are God's masterpiece. He created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things that he planned for us long ago. Every single one of us. You know how like implicit messages can sometimes just get lodged in your soul? One of mine was you don't matter. You're not valuable. P.S. That's uh, one of the reasons why I always struggled, right? With succeeding or wanting to succeed or trying to succeed. I dealt with some pretty serious abuse as a kid. And add to that the fact that I've always struggled with my weight. (laughs) And if you've been around here for a little while, you might remember one of my devotionals I shared years ago. Growing up, I had a speech problem where I could not pronounce my R's. And so being a young boy whose name was Kurt, (laughs) almost every time I introduced myself to someone, I opened myself up to ridicule. I think that's pretty decent formula for feeling like you don't measure up, right? But again, God brought people into my life who saw me and valued me. Steve Nelson was my youth pastor. And uh, (laughs) he would just look at me with this kind of always had a little sideways grin on him. He'd look at me and just nod and he'd go, Pastor Kurt, that's got a good sound to it. And I'd be like, all right, Steve, I don't know if you knew my, my career goal was to be a staff writer for Sports Illustrated. That's what I wanted to do. And I was like, Pastor Kurt, okay. Um, But I remember that, right? Bill Takella was a guy in in my church when I was in youth group. Don't know what he saw in me, but he took me on and became my spiritual father figure. He's the one who directed me to read through the Proverbs every month. Read that day's chapter, and most months you'll get at least through 30 of the 31. I think I read Proverbs every day for, I don't know, maybe seven years, <laughs> largely because Bill Bill saw something in me and directed me toward how God could pour into me. And I'll never forget, I was still working on my dissertation, and I was visiting family in Sturgis and, and Bill lives just a few houses down from my in-laws and he saw me outside and asked if we could do breakfast sometime that week and I said absolutely and we had breakfast and I'll never forget and I get a little choked up here I'll never forget that uh, when we were done we were sitting in my my in-laws um, driveway in his car uh, he prayed over me and 
um, when I was getting ready to get out, he reached over and tussled up my hair. And I was like, here I am in my 30s, and I don't mind <laughs> that this guy just reached over and tussled up my hair because he sees me as his kid, and he sees me. When I got to college, a guy named Carrie Bowman stepped into my life and saw, again, something, <laughs> um, and really invested deeply in who I was as a young pastoral ministry student trying to figure my life out and believed in me and mentored me and loved me. Other academic people stepped into my life way back in high school. It was, a, it was my journalism professor, Mr. Switalski. Everybody called him Swit. And uh, he saw, he, he blessed me with just knowing that I had an ability to write. And I had an ability to pursue a career. And when I was in college, Dan's brother Joe was a, was a, a huge mentor in my life. Again, saw something in me and, and took me under his wing and, and, and helped me move forward. In my graduate degree, I went to Western Michigan University and God blessed me. My academic advisor through my master's and my PhD was also the woman who chaired my dissertation committee. And she had a bachelor's degree in Bible and English from Houghton College, which was another Wesleyan college here in, in the U.S. Got her master's from, from Wheaton <laughs> and was all about, if you want to study Christian stuff, make it academically rigorous and we're going to be okay. Um, she allowed me, in fact, my dissertation was on the counseling practices of Wesleyan pastors. But along the way, even though I had a tendency to feel like maybe I don't like myself that much. God brought people across my path and he's done that for all of us, for all of us. And sometimes we need to help our kids. We need to help our other family members. We need to help our, our clients know that people do see them. I still have plenty of people who don't like me. I'm grateful for the fact that these days I'm not one of them. I think maybe one of the most practical things I wish my dad would have told me was perfection doesn't exist. Good enough does. Man, I would have liked to have that little bit of information earlier in life. <laughs> in the Amplified Bible, Romans 3.23 says, all have sinned and are falling short of the honor and glory which God bestows and receives. We've all sinned and are falling short. That's an ongoing condition in our lives. I was, I was working on my PhD the first time I ever, seriously, the first time I can ever remember hearing people talk about good enough. And I was in a family counseling class and some classmates were talking about good enough parenting. That idea literally changed my world. I was like, huh, <laughs> so good enough is, is okay. It's good enough. All right. Because we all know that perfection is a standard that is not attainable. It's a crazy making standard. But good enough makes sense, right? Because on good days, good enough can be excellent. And on days when I'm struggling, like good enough can be barely dotting the I's and crossing the T's. 
But on those days, that's good enough, right? And good enough is reality. But here's a beautiful thing, right? Good enough also allows room for God to be our strength when we're weak. So good enough isn't just a self-help sort of mantra. Good enough is making room for God to step in and do more with what we're offering and what we can bring to the table on any given day. These are just a few things, really, as I've thought through, you know, that, that I really wish my dad would have taken the time to share with me. Uh, I encourage us guys, receive whatever you needed to hear today. Um, man, I prayed through this like crazy because frankly, I didn't want to do it. Um, but but that's not, it's, I did it because the more I prayed about it, the more clearly this was like, no, this is, this is, this is where we are. Um, and we're all imperfect and we all need words of wisdom and we all need people to know that we see us, people see us, people know us. So God, I thank you for the fact that you see us. Thank you for the fact that you don't demand perfection of us. In fact, where would salvation come from? Where would redemption be part of the equation if we could make ourselves perfect? Thank you that we can come to you for kindness and counsel and love and encouragement. Yes, for correction too, but you're good. We can rely on that. God, would you bless my friends through this day, through this week? We give you thanks in your name. Amen. I know when I was listening to that message, Kurt really reminded me how important it is to have people who kind of have that prophetic parent nurturer role in my life. And if you have one of those people, now's a great time for you to, to thank God that you do. If you don't, it's not too late for you to pray for God to reveal who that person might be. And even if you don't find one of those people, now is a great day for you to be that person for somebody else. If you've got questions or concerns about your own life or journey, if you'd like to see a therapist like Dr. Stevens at Winning at Home, please don't hesitate to reach out to us. You can call our office or learn more online, winningathome.com. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening to Hope Through the Hard Stuff. If you liked what you heard, please remember to subscribe to it, rate and review it, and then share it with others. Winning at Home offers hope through counseling and coaching, motivational speaking, community events, and other media resources. If you believe in what we do and want to support us in our mission, consider making a donation at winningathome.com.